Welcome to the Mailer Campbell podcast. This is our collection of topical interviews and monologues by experts and senior members of the Mailer Campbell community. I'm Debbie Aurelius and in this podcast I'll be speaking with Anna Phillips. Anna has been at the heart of Mailer Campbell for almost 15 years. She's a leadership coach, a resilience practitioner and a certified mindfulness teacher. When Anna works with clients, her aim is to help them sustain their peak performance while achieving a greater sense of balance and well-being in their lives. The topic of our conversation is gratitude. And in this interview, Anna tells us all about the benefits, the history and the science of gratitude. We talk about how to cope with any cynical responses you may encounter and importantly, how to develop your own approach to gratitude so you can build it into the repertoire of skills you use in your coaching practice. Well, hello, Anna, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Debbie. It's great to be here with you today. Oh, that's lovely. It's great to be with you too. And I'm very interested in this topic of gratitude. So I'd like to ask my first question, which is, how did you become particularly interested in gratitude? Well, gratitude is a core value of mine. It was a part of the fabric of my upbringing. Uh, I was always taught to be grateful and show appreciation to others. But I think there are three other factors that have contributed to its significance for me. Right. Firstly, I had a couple of health scares, Debbie, in my late 20s and early 30s. Oh, right. And they made me realise how precious and fragile life is. Um, And I think that perspective encourages thankfulness. Yes. And secondly, gratitude requires us to notice and to focus on what's good in our lives. And I'm a longstanding mindfulness practitioner. And mindfulness is all about noticing and being fully present in your moment and engaging all the senses. And whilst mindfulness encourages us to observe without judging, I think that richness of experience and that noticing really does help me savour what's good in any situation. Okay. And and finally, my work. Um, As you know, I focus on the personal tools that help people to to thrive. And the more I studied resilience and well-being, the more I kept coming across gratitude as a strategic tool. And so I wanted to learn more and be more conscious about applying it in my own life. It's very interesting to hear you describe gratitude as a strategic tool. Um, So when you're talking about gratitude, what exactly is it you mean? Well, leading researchers Emmons and Mishra describe gratitude as an acknowledgement that we have received something of value from others. And they go on to explain that it arises from a position of openness to others where we're able to gladly recognise their benevolence. And in the Encyclopedia of Mental Health, psychologists Nelson and Lubomirsky define gratitude as the recognition of a positive outcome from an external source, including a felt sense of wonder or thankfulness for benefits received. Mm -hmm. So gratitude includes thankfulness for the kind acts of others, as well as a more general appreciation for the positive things in our lives. Okay. Now, some scientists distinguish between gratitude and a more general construct of appreciation and that distinction rests on the presence of the interpersonal element with gratitude requiring an interpersonal exchange um, and recognition of a specific benefit um, whereas appreciation entails a more general sense of gratitude for the blessings in our lives okay it has an incredibly broad classification so gratitude has been characterized as a transient emotional state 
a stable personality trait, a moral virtue, a habit, a coping response, and an attitude. Hmm. It's receiving a lot of attention in the fields of positive psychology and, and mental health currently, but it isn't a new concept, not by, by a long way. If anything, it's born um, of ancient wisdom. Okay. So the Greek and Roman philosophers and the major world religions all see gratitude as a, as a virtue to be cultivated. Okay. And bringing our knowledge bang up to date, neuroscience is also contributing to our understanding of, of gratitude. Neuroscientists have discovered that when we experience feelings of gratitude, a set of regions in the brain located in the medial prefrontal cortex are activated. And this is the area of our brain associated with understanding other people's perspectives and with empathy and feelings of relief from pain and, and stress. Oh, that, that's really interesting. Um, and, and what's your own view on gratitude? My personal take on gratitude is a very broad one. Uh, I'd go as far as saying a spiritual one. So it certainly includes an acknowledgement and an appreciation of all that's good in my life. But more than that, it's a profound thankfulness for life itself and a sense of connection with all living things and, and the universe at large. Mm. OK, that's very interesting. I thought your listeners might enjoy Sonia Lubomirsky's description of gratitude from her book, The How of Happiness. Would you like me to read it? Yes, definitely. So Sonia says, gratitude is many things to many people. It is wonder. It is appreciation. It is looking at the bright side of a setback. It is fathoming abundance. It is thanking someone in your life. It is thanking God. It is literally counting blessings. It is savouring. It is not taking things for granted. It is coping. It is present-oriented. Gratitude is an antidote to negative emotions, a neutraliser of envy, avarice, hostility, worry and irritation. The average person, however, probably associates gratitude with saying thank you for a gift or benefit received. I invite you to consider a much broader definition of gratitude. Yes, that's beautiful. Thank you. It's nice, isn't it? I like that. I like her view, that all-encompassing view. It's nice to be given a, a broader appreciation of the subject too, actually. Yeah, I think so too. Well, while we were preparing to talk about gratitude, I was actually reading the World Happiness Report and I noticed in there that gratitude is listed as one of the key indicators of happiness. So what do you think is the link between gratitude and happiness? I think there are many links, Debbie. Um, Lubomirsky considers gratitude as a mega strategy for achieving happiness and she highlights a number of ways in, in which gratitude can boost our happiness, including the fact that it promotes the savouring of positive life experiences uh -huh. uh, it bolsters our self-worth and self-esteem you know the, the thought that somebody cares enough about us or thinks highly enough about us to do something that they didn't have to do um, for us for, for example can help bolster our sense of of self it helps to build social bonds and it strengthens relationships and helps build new ones okay uh, and one of the things gratitude does is it inhibits comparison with others when we're thankful for what we have we're less likely to be comparing ourselves unfavorably with others right um and it's incompatible with negative emotions and it may even diminish them so if we're feeling grateful and thankful it's very difficult at the same time to be feeling negative and it helps to thwart hedonic adaptation you know that short-lived boost when something good happens that then yes. quickly dissipates yes um, so for all of those reasons, it, it can um, it can really help 
elevate our levels of, of happiness. And I think Robert Emmons, who's a leading commentator in this field, he has a lovely way of explaining what gratitude does for us mm -hmm. through um, his ARC model, A-R-C. A stands for amplifies. So a grateful outlook magnifies the good that we see in ourselves and in others and, and the world at large. And the R is rescues. Uh, so gratitude rescues us from our mind's natural tendency to focus on the negative. And we know that negative rumination is a marker for depression and anxiety. Mm, okay. And the C is connects. So gratitude connects us to others. It's the, the glue, as Emin sees it, that cements human relationships. And we are ultimately social creatures. So you can see how cultivating gratitude can contribute to greater levels of happiness. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're, we're shaped by our thoughts. And in his book, Little Book of Gratitude, Emmons describes it as fertilizer for the mind. You know, ask, ask is great, isn't it? Ask yeah. your brain to give thanks and it will get better at finding things to be thankful for. And there's a growing body of evidence that gratitude has a positive impact on our physical, psychological and social well-being, all of which, of course, can improve our happiness and impact our productivity and our performance and our success. Great. You know, scientists have linked gratitude to greater levels of resilience and stress hardiness, better physical and mental outcomes, increased empathy and pro-social behaviour. Experiments have shown sustained reduction in perceived stress and depression, lower cortisol levels, improvements in quality of sleep. And there's even emerging research noting an improvement in the cardiovascular health of heart patients who undertook a, a gratitude practice. You know, expressing gratitude might quite literally at a neurobiological level be good for our hearts. So the potential implications of gratitude are, are profound. There's still some debate on whether gratitude is causal or correlated with happiness and well-being. Right. But there's increasing evidence base for causal links. Mm. It, it's still subject to ongoing research. And what a fascinating time to be um, looking at gratitude yes it is yes and and you've shared quite a lot of sort of scientific evidence um, of the benefits of gratitude uh, as well as your your personal evidence do you encounter cynicism about gratitude in your professional practice and, and if so how do you kind of deal with that type of cynicism that's a great question uh, and yes and I think there are a number of ways that we can counter it I know some people worry that, it, that gratitude's all a bit fluffy um, and hopefully the body of evidence that I've just shared with you helps people see otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the key worries I come across is that people think that if you're grateful, you're going to be completely satisfied with everything and therefore that can lead to complacency. Mm. But the evidence suggests otherwise. You know, Emmons cites studies that show people are more successful at reaching goals and make greater progress towards their goals when they consciously practice gratitude. So it, it's the opposite of passivity. If you think about pro-social behaviour, more giving, more helping, that's an active thing. Yes, yeah. Uh, and research uh, looking at, at children, you know, children who are grateful uh, at 10 years old are much more likely to be engaged in more community activities and be better at social integration by age 14 than their peers. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, you know, that's not about withdrawing and becoming complacent and sitting on laurels. It's, it's about actively engaging with the world around us. Mm -hmm. One of the other concerns I come across is um, gratitude seen as some sort of naive positivity. Mm -hmm. um, 
but it, but it, you know it doesn't mean you don't have negative thoughts or you don't experience any anxiety or stress you know practicing gratitude simply means that you dial up the positive and dial down the negative it's it's a healthy perspective check in many ways and it can be difficult to be grateful I know myself on a bad day, it can be really tough to recognize what you have to be grateful for. And you really have to sort of mine that gold. Yeah. There are two aspects of our, of our working lives where I think um, gratitude can help with the cynicism. So, so one, I think, is just the challenges we face on a daily basis. You know, most people would recognize information overload and increasing complexity, the pace of modern life. Yeah, sure. And so that anything that helps us to be more resilient um, and better able to navigate that terrain mm. would place us at an advantage. And I would argue that um, gratitude does that because grateful people are more stress resistant. They show greater resilience. They bounce back from negative events quicker. And because they have higher sense of self-worth formed in part through their relationships and sense of being of value to and being valued by others, um, gratitude can place us at a, at a strategic advantage at work. And that might be one way to combat cynicism. The, the other is, um, it, I think it helps us to be potentially more collaborative. And collaboration is a, is a big theme currently, isn't it? Yes, work? it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, think, I'm thinking Sandy Pentland's research on high performing teams revealed that it's the pattern of communication that contributes most to the success of a group with team members very readily and proactively reaching out to each other to share ideas and exchange information. Well, cultivating gratitude helps engender that pro-social behaviour that's vital for collaboration. You know, it helps us develop feelings of empathy and compassion. It strengthens the foundation on which social bonds are built. And so these seemingly soft skills really have a hard edge. And I think they enable people to achieve better results. Yes, I think that that's true. There's such a lot of um, stuff in the press at the moment about high performing teams and the studies that high profile organisations like Google have been doing into that. And certainly, you know, it's the ability to collaborate and exchange information rapidly that that marks out that difference. So, yeah, that's fascinating insight, actually. And it brings me back to gratitude as a, strate as a strategic tool. Uh, and I think these are some of the ways that you can help dispel um, some of the myths about gratitude and tackle that cynicism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you. So is there any difference you found um, when you're reading the research about gratitude in different attitudes to gratitude dependent on generation? I know there's such a lot of publicity around generational difference in the workplace right now. Um, I wonder if that has any impact on gratitude. Yes, there is. And I'm always hesitant to stereotype along generational lines. Yeah, sure. But in general terms, it, it does seem so. So most commentators note that we become more grateful with age. And there are a number of possible reasons for this. Uh, psychologists suggest that as we age, our time horizon shortens. You know, so when we're 20, our lives stretch endlessly ahead of us in a way that they don't when we're 50. Right. And certainly not when we're 80. Right. Um, and so we become more aware over time of how precious life is and therefore more thankful for it. Mm. And that changing perspective on time makes it more likely that we'll focus on setting goals and making time to do things that feel good in the here and now rather than those that pay off in the longer run or require us to postpone pleasure now in pursuit of longer term aims. And with age comes more life experience. You know, and that can also make us more appreciative of what's good. Right. You know, we have experienced good fortune and misfortune. 
And so we can appreciate the good all the more for having known the bad. Right. And neuroscientists or some neuroscientists have suggested that older people have a sunnier outlook because um, the limbic system, particularly the amygdala, you know, an area of our brain involved in emotional attention and memory, becomes less active in response to negative information. And at the same time, older individuals might maintain or even increase their reactivity to positive information. So that's an interesting perspective. Yes, it is. One thing that does seem fairly certain is that there's a lower age limit for gratitude. Okay. So according to psychologist Jeff Rome, um, co-author of the, um, the book Making Grateful Kids, the ability to experience and express gratitude tends to solidify around the ages of seven to ten. Because in order to feel grateful towards someone, you have to have the capacity to understand that they intentionally went out of their way to do something kind for you. Right. And that ability to take on the perspective of another person begins to develop around the ages of three to five. Okay. So in summary, it does seem that with age, we become more grateful potentially. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. So um, what can we do to understand gratitude better for ourselves and develop better personal practice? Well, I think Emmons gives us a clue in his description of gratitude as a two-stage cognitive process. So one of affirmation and recognition. Mm -hmm. We affirm the good and then we credit others with bringing it about. Okay. So consciously thinking about what we're grateful for and then acknowledging the role of others in that. So to develop the practice, you simply need to reflect upon and note the things you're grateful for. Okay. And this might be a daily practice or something you do once a week. There does seem to be something powerful about writing it down. Okay. But if that's not your thing, then simply contemplating it is enough. Uh, a gratitude journal is one way to do this, and there are app versions too. And then you can uh, take it up a notch by expressing gratitude to others. So taking the time to tell people you're grateful for what they have done for you, whether that's by phone or face-to-face or in a letter. Right. And interestingly, research suggests that you benefit from writing a letter, even if you don't, then don't go on to send it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's quite, quite a just the act of thinking about it and writing it down. Um, but an in-person delivery or even reading it to somebody gives us the largest boost in happiness. All right. Okay. And and I think now you mention a gratitude journal. I read something you had written about an experiment with gratitude journaling. Um, is that something you're still doing? And, and what was that experience like? I am still doing it. Yeah. Um, in, last year, I started a daily gratitude practice because I was intrigued by all the research in this topic. And I was curious to know what impact a deliberative, regular focus on gratitude might might have. Mm. You know, and as I've said earlier, it, it, I already count my blessings regularly, so I really wasn't sure what additional value um, a brief daily practice could add, but, it, but quite a lot, it turns out. So I started using um, an app called What's Good. It was developed by Wes Moore for um, Action for Happiness. And so I set a reminder, an alert every day. Um, for me, that's, that's in the evening. Okay. I pause, take a few breaths and record three things about my day for which I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. And I also get to rate my subjective level of happiness on that day on a, on a 100 point scale. 
So as we're talking today, Debbie, I've, I'm now on day 306 and I've recorded 915 good things in my life during the last 10 months. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's really impressive. And it really does help, you know, because we all have up, ups and downs and, you know, my life is no more a bed of roses than anybody else's. But it's a really great perspective check to have, you know, all those, a reminder of all those good things that happen, even on the days when things don't go quite to plan or quite so well yeah just looking back on that number must give you quite a positive boost actually yeah it does it does I've written about some of the insights I gained and there's a LinkedIn article if uh, if anyone's interested I think the key is you have to keep it fresh and you have to really mean it um, to feel it and so uh, one of the ways of keeping gratitude fresh is to choose a different focus so, for example, I might choose to focus on friends and family I'm grateful for or colleagues I'm grateful for or other aspects of my life, things outside of, uh, of the interpersonal uh, that I'm grateful for. And you could choose a different focus every week. Mm-hmm. The other thing you could do is vary the number of times. So I'm still enjoying a daily practice. But if that's starting to feel um, a, a, a bit autopilot and a bit rote um, and losing its meaning then you know maybe it's a once a week activity mm. or perhaps it's it's about doing doing this at different times of day you know so I have I have also experimented with thinking about what I'm grateful for at the start of a day I've yet to try it out at, at the midpoint in the day to see what what that might mean and how that might impact the rest of my afternoon so there's there's ways of keeping it fresh okay super some other ideas you can challenge yourself to, to thank somebody every day, whether that's someone at work or, uh, or outside of work. Right. Getting out in nature, you know, switching off the phone, focus on it wholeheartedly, engage your senses, really appreciate what's around you. That's another useful strategy. Appreciate your partner if you have one and tell them, right. tell them. Yeah. And when you find yourself in a challenging situation or dealing with someone that you perhaps find a bit difficult, just ask yourself, what am I grateful for here? Or what do I appreciate in this person? And have I told them that? Mm. That can lead to a profound mental shift that, that can improve the quality of the interaction or the relationship. Yeah, that, that's a really good suggestion. And it, it reminds me of what you said earlier, which I thought was lovely, which is about dialing up the positive. Yes. So as coaches, how can we build this understanding of gratitude into our professional practice with clients? It's a great question. I think firstly, build it into your own life so that um, you've got experience of anything that you intend sharing and you're alert to some of the potential challenges and the benefits, of course. Mm-hmm. And when you introduce gratitude, think about whether your client is likely to be very receptive or whether they may be a bit cynical and to what extent you might need to draw on the evidence base and highlight the proven benefits. Mm. And wherever they are on that receptiveness spectrum, I always think it's good to link gratitude as a strategic tool with your client's specific goals. Okay. So four areas where gratitude could be introduced. If you've got a client who's working on building their resilience, here I think you can introduce gratitude explicitly as a tool and explore with them what form of gratitude practice they'd like to experiment with. Okay. I think another um, common issue that people bring to to coaching is the desire to improve a a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so asking your client what they appreciate about the person they're finding challenging can often provide a shift of perspective. So whether you're explicitly introducing 
gratitude or simply asking that question, I think it provides a, a useful mental shift. Right. Dealing with change, that's another common topic for coaching. And even welcome change is unsettling. It can be a bit overwhelming, can't it? Yes. We're more likely to amplify the negative when we're feeling slightly anxious. And so if we get our client to focus on what they're grateful for and who they're grateful for in that situation, it's one way to temper and counter that that negative tendency we might have. So it's it's another place where gratitude can be um, helpful right and then uh, again back to thinking about using it explicitly I think when you're working with clients to develop teamwork and collaboration uh, it's a really effective and useful tool Hmm. so some of the strategies I've used with clients here a discussion of what it is about the working environment or the team culture that people are grateful or thankful for you know, it's that, that appreciative inquiry as a start point for discussion and insight. And I work with one team who now have a gratitude wall, a place for people to give a positive shout out of thanks for the help and support that another team member has given them. Great. I've also used an appreciation round. So asking everyone to say something they appreciate about the person on their left, uh, either publicly, uh, one at a time in a round, or, or privately. So everyone you know, can, can do that at some point through the, the working day. And that can help build bonds of, of teamwork and collaboration. Um, right. I suppose that's really useful in a, in a newly formed team, but actually you know, sometimes someone's in a new leadership role and they've inherited a team, or you've got a team that just isn't working as effectively as you'd like. And an appreciation round can help uh, to start build some of those bonds. Yeah, okay. And I also think helping leaders to set a goal to thank a different member of their team for their contribution. So I, and that's the other way I've used it with, within the sort of team working context. And it needs to be authentic and timely, but setting a, a challenge to thank somebody different each day over the course of a week. Right. Um, and I think that helps with the comments that too often people don't feel appreciated. You see that a lot in 360 feedback. You know, my, my manager is not accessible or visible or I feel underappreciated. And so that simple gratitude practice can be quite um, powerful mm. in helping to um, counter that and, and engage the team effectively. Yeah, sure. And those are some really practical tips, actually. So that's very helpful. Thank you. If we wanted to find out more about gratitude, um, Anna, where could we go for any further resources? Four places. If you're a follower of mine on LinkedIn, I've written a couple of articles about gratitude, including my experiences of, of using the, um, the app. The yeah. app itself, the one that, that I mentioned, um, What's Good, you can find that on Action for Happiness website or in the App Store. Robert Emmons' work, I'd really recommend. He's one of the leading uh, researchers and commentators um, on gratitude. And he's got a number of articles and video clips that he's produced for the Greater Good Science Centre at UC Berkeley. Okay. And finally, Ted have a lovely playlist called Give Thanks. And it's slightly broader um, than gratitude, but certainly gratitude is weaved throughout that. Mm. So I think those would be some useful start points. That's brilliant. Thank you. We'll make sure that all those are listed in the show notes and that we've got appropriate links and things in there so our listeners can follow up on those resources. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, that's been fantastic. We've learned such a lot about gratitude and we've got some really practical tips for applying that learning um, in our professional practice too. So that's perfect. Thank you so much, Anna, for taking the time to share that with us today. You're very welcome. And thank you, Debbie. It's been uh, great to talk with you this morning. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, super, thanks. We hope you really enjoyed our conversation about gratitude too. Thanks again to Anna for sharing her knowledge and for giving us the benefit of those practical suggestions that we can try straight away. The resources Anna mentioned during that conversation are listed in the members area of the Mailer Campbell website. Thank you for listening.